WITR 101.9 FM. It's what the whales are talking about.
Hi, everybody. Hyvailta. Kiora. And a very pleasant good evening to you, wherever you may be. It's time for Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program found here on Vancouver's cetaceous campus community radio station, CITR. Your voice of the University of British Columbia on 101.9 FM. We broadcast at an average of 1,800 watts from the traditional, ancestral, and unceded Musqueam territory from the Student Nest Don campus. And our signal takes us throughout the Lower Mainland and the Hunkamanian-speaking Coast Salish peoples. From Lions Bay to Bellingham, Washington, West Pass Point, Grand, and tipping south across the Salish Sea. To all the ships and creatures in the water, if our friends over at CFUV at the University of Victoria are overlapping since we do share the same frequency. And our signal heads east past Langley, deep into the Fraser Valley. The CIVL 101.7 cuts pretty close on the dial. We also broadcast up through the sky and deep into space for as long as this planet and this station continues to emit noisy waves for all to hear. And our signal dives down well into the underground. From where we come from, and from where all good things bubble up. If you subscribe to Telesoptic, you can tune into CITR on your television set on channel 7023. At least that is the story in Western Canada. Otherwise, in all these places and never else the internet takes you, find us on the web, www.citr.ca. There you'll see the Exploding Head Movies show page, and it contains track listings and downloads for this episode once the live broadcast is done, along with our archives going back now nine years. You will also find a link to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Music. We're also on Spotify, iHeart, Deezer, Geosave, and Stitcher, Spreaker, Various other services that seem to pop up when I try to look up what's going on. Those are available for the times you can't listen live to the Crystal Wireless or then the Shoutcast stream through the website. My name is Gak and I'll be your Ocean Master for the next two hours. So straight as a wheel, my son, through the harbor, straight you go. And you should receive your complimentary and newly regulatory sextant in conjunction with the broadcast after this episode. If not, well... My navigational instructions are for you to watch the sky, but do keep the periscope down. Of course, this was written as news broke about a submarine heading down to the Titanic, exploring for tourists for potentially citizen scientific reasons, uh, has not surfaced in the time that we expected, so hopefully everyone's safe. We'll take it from there. The sea's a mean place sometimes. The ocean could be angry. That's not like the Titanic went down with no reason at all. Anyways, since we've completely derailed with how we're trying to start things up here, phone number for the station for those who are listening live is 604-822-2487. In T9, after the area code, it's U-B-C-C-I-T-R. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point, assuming I have the instructions on how to pick up the phone again, because it involves complicated procedure on the mixer but part of it is also we are focusing on the live broadcast it is one of the internal monitoring periods too so there will be a lot of paperwork under the radar here but we'll try to make this as listenable as possible or as listenable as usual 
got an ambitious show lined up for you here. But for the rest of the spiel, you can email anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. Exploding Head Movies is on Facebook under its given name. On Instagram, it is Myopic Man. And on Mastodon, it is 100AIRE at mass.to. 100AIRE in its numeric form. So hopefully you're doing well. As noted, it is Juneteenth in the States, celebrating the end of slavery, a de facto second Independence Day for a lot of folks, and now a federal holiday. So hopefully you're marking this joyous occasion appropriately. And this set started off with Yamantaka Sonic Titan, originally from Montreal, though now based in Toronto, off of their 2013 album, Uzu. We heard Whale Song. Latest albums, 2018's Dirt. And that year, member Alaska B did the score to the 2018 Canadian film Through Black Spruce, as directed by Don McKellar. And her score won a Canadian Screen Award for Best Original Score, which means it's something I should have found earlier and need to look for. Uh, the background, this is Area 3, and off the 2021 album AMB, A-M-B, this is Whale. Area 3 is a side project by Coton. Some ambient drone sketches that are whipped up there. Lace release from Coton. This is this year's release spirit. And as evidenced, including with how we announced our station... Whales are a through line for this dance episode as we profile Lisa Gerard's score to the 2002 New Zealand film Whale Rider, a Maori story, and it ties in part to National Indigenous Peoples Day here in Canada, because the Maori are the indigenous people of what New Zealand calls Aotearoa, although I'll explain it is an incomplete name. So amongst some of the Turtle Island music scene we have here in Canada and North America, We'll have a mix of New Zealand music. And at one point, I'd hope to have a little bit more of what's called affectionately KiwiCon lined up for you with a bit of the 80s Dunedin sound and some of their hip-hop and funk, but this episode was already precipitously already in the four-hour range, so instead of the two that uh, everyone prefers, or at least could digest, and sacrifices were made. So there will be plans for a follow-up, although, as regular listeners know, over 15 years, there are backlog plans for hundreds of other types of episodes, but if you're familiar with New Zealand music, which does occasionally pop up each show, then you know there's a wealth of material to discover, even if the Flying Nun label is your main starting point. But first, let's get some previously unreleased music from Mort Garson, New Brunswick composer known for songs like Our Day Will Come and other light orchestral hits before he de- went deep into the Moog. We've done profiles in the past with Mort Garson, although I did not get the proper episodes in time for you, so I'll see if I can quickly look through the archives and pick something for you. But uh, Garson has been the subject of recent reissue campaigns since uh, he was quite prolific with the Moog, and he wasn't really in a genre or quick knockoff thing of the albums of the late 60s and early 70s with just weird covers of things no he pushed into strange territories and there's a new compilation coming out this summer it's called journey to the moon and beyond featuring all manners of music by garson that had not been heard before unless in its original form and this is the lead track in part of the release of that album 
and it comes from a CBC News broadcast associated around the Apollo 11 moon landing in July 1969. Of course, we're about to mark the 54th anniversary of that expedition, making note that recently we marked the 50th anniversary of the last time people were sent to the moon, as discussions occur now about sending new ones there soon. But, anyways... We've tackled those before. Radio Free Gak episode 75 from July 2009 for the 40th anniversary, and then Exploding Heavyweeds episode 464 from 2019 for the 50th. Not sure if we'll do anything for the 54th or the 55th. Do like our sci fi and space music here, but we'll save it for this for now. So, from Journey to the Moon and Beyond, this will be Mort Garson with Moon Journey. You're now listening to Exploding Heavyweeds here. Live, the realms of Studio A of that radio station that does go walking on lunar landscapes. This is CITR, 101.9 FM, Vancouver.
Listen to breakfast with the Browns every Monday morning. Ah, from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Something that just offers you the place, the chance to stay in a mood. Breakfast with the Browns. The best in ambient, down-tempo, electronic, ASMR, pop loungecore music. Totally alpha wave. On CITR 101.9 FM. That's the most ordinary movement in the world may agitate a thousand odd disconnected fragments. Now bright, now dim, hanging and bobbing and dipping and flaunting. So, beauty remains in the impossibilities of the body. You know that, don't you?
Ellen Allian and Ash Code working on a single that came out earlier this year through Allian's B Pitch Control label. We heard Dance and Kill. Ash Code is an Italian dark wave band from Naples, or if you're not in Italy, that's a Napoli. And then Ellen Allian, along with being the label head for B Pitch Control, she's a Berlin electronic musician and producer. Originally, Ellen Allen was set to perform at the Hollywood Theater back in February when a random snowstorm hit, and then it was rescheduled for Saturday, June 24th, but news broke today that it's canceled yet again. Not able to get here to Vancouver in time for that, so there's a new date being planned for the autumn, but existing tickets will be refunded by the sounds of it from what she said on Instagram when she was working with the promoters confusingly called Mint, independent of the record label, the same name here in town. But she sends her deepest apologies. The techno will come back once the leaves begin to fall. And behind me, another German. This is Morgan Word, the alias of J. Wolfgang Rotger, from a compact compilation from 2020 called The Pop Ambient 2021. This is Midsommar. And Word's most recent release was uh, last year's Avacht with uh, Tiss as a collaborator. Otherwise, Solo was 2021's Inig. Midsummer leads to Midsommar, and then Johannus, at least to us Finns. And yes, we did profile the horror film recently, but I'm going to have to look at that number again. I will tell you that before Ellen Allian and Ashcode, we heard Mork Garson from the forthcoming Journey to the Moon and Beyond compilation featuring previously unreleased music of his We Heard Moon Journey. And we profiled Mort Garson in Exploding Head Movies episode 215 from May 2014. Something currently missing from the Exploding Head Movies podcast archives, although it is available buried within the site somehow to listen to. Worst comes to worst. I'm sure I can upload it somewhere. It's not Mixcloud anymore since uh, they are starting to charge things. But we'll see. Worst comes to worst. It's a fun episode to re-air just to hear a lot of the moogs. Anyways, Midsummer, which obviously is something now else I have to hunt for, but Midsummer is upon us. Kind of lines up for why National Indigenous Peoples Day here in Canada it happens on June 21st each year. Because it is the point of longest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. For us of Scandinavian heritage, the Scandinavian festival happens in Burnaby this weekend. So Saturday and Sunday, June 24th and 25th. Both days opening at 10 a.m. The Saturday one goes to 11 p.m. I got a beer tent and stuff. On uh, Sunday ends at 4 p.m. Tickets for Saturday's entry is $15. For Sunday, it is 10 Kids under 16 can get in for free. So there'll be Scandinavian food, music, dancing, traditions. But it is welcoming to all cultures. There'll be some Métis dancers there. There'll be appropriate welcome ceremony honoring many a nation. If you're looking for the key finish event, well, it's the ever-popular, vaguely traditional wife-carrying competition. Though do note, you don't have to be married to either who carries you or who you carry. The Scandinavian Community Center, where it's all happening. There's the Burnaby Sports Complex and Aga Khan Nature Park. Go to ScandinavianMidsummerFestival.com. Also happening this weekend, it's the Vancouver International Jazz Festival. 
They lost their main sponsor. They've downsized a bit, but it is all live again. And it starts this Friday, June 23rd, going until July 2nd. We're going to talk more about the artists next week as part of what should be yet again another complicated episode. But there are shows already happening this weekend, and I will detail at least three here and then one at the end. And we'll start with Lido Pimienta. Canadian Columbian plays a free show at the downtown stage on Georgia Street by the Vancouver Art Gallery. And it's Saturday, June 24th, and she'll be on stage at 7.30 p.m. Also appearing on that stage throughout the day, it's the Jesse Jams Bonanza, Breaky Boy, sorry, Brecky Boy, the Mali Album Sewing Quartet, and Story. And Lido Pimienta won the Polaris Prize in 2016 for the album La Papessa, most recent album was 2020's Miss Columbia, but uh, perhaps this song, which just came out a few days ago, is a prelude to a fourth album. But this track was also inspired by a short film by Orly Anan, and it takes its name from the Kabbalah, the Hebrew word for infinity, which is Ein Sof. And one thing I forgot to mention about Lidu Pimenta is another project she's worked on recently. She had her own CBC Gem Variety show that kicked off last fall, simply called Lido TV. But here's a single, hopefully teasing some more music. Here's Lido Pimenta with Ein Sof Infinito. Oh, 
Toronto with Ethiopian Eritrean roots. That was Witch Prophet of this year's album Gateway Experience. That was Bird's Eye View. O B E. Witch Prophet is the alias of Et Met Musa, also known by the alias Ayo Leilani. And along with her music, Witch Prophet is also the subject of Lovely Car's 2023 documentary Leilani's Fortune 
which won an audience award for best documentary feature film at the 2023 Inside Out Film and Video Festival. Which Prophet plays a free show as part of the Vancouver International Jazz Festival this Sunday, June 25th, again at the Georgia Street Stage downtown. She'll be on at 5.30 p.m. Also happening that day, playing with Witch Prophet on stage, Simafunk, Robin Lane, The Rhythm Makers, The History of Gunpowder, and Dean Thyssen's Stranger Friends Orchestra. Also playing the Vancouver International Jazz Festival, sounding more metally, but definitely experimental. This is Montreal's Big Brave, and off of this year's album, Nature Morte. This is my hope renders me a fool. Big Brave plays with Farida Amadou and Liturgy at the Fox Cabaret this Friday, June 23rd at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $30 with the appropriate service charges. Everything ends around 11 or so, which is part of the Fox Cabaret pattern. Please bear in mind, it is a 19 and older show. So yes, Jazz Festival isn't purely tied to jazz, but it definitely leans more into either a groovy sense or then or avant-garde sense. Do visit www.coastaljazz.ca for the full schedule. Though for next week's episode of Exploding Hit Movies, I'll get into more detail about some of the acts performing. And again, Jazz Festival will run until July 2nd. Of note, if you're heading to the Calgary, Big Brave is also playing the Sled Island Music Festival beforehand, and they're playing Wednesday, June 21st at Dickens. And this year, the Sled Island Festival is curated by Barty Strange this year, although Godspeed You Black Emperor apparently recommended Big Brave. Some of the other acts at Sled Island playing there include some Vancouver acts, Aversions, Babe Corner, Banana House. I also see Body Wash. Dragonfly Empire, a solo set by Faith Healer, recent shindig participants Gadfly, or Gadfly, Ginger Beef, Gloin, Havaya Mighty, Halado Negro, Jay Wood, Joni Gledham. She'll also be part of the Catalano Arts and Music Festival, which will be happening in a few weeks here in the west side of Vancouver, which I definitely need to prep a little bit before. Who else? Kamikaze Nurse, La Securite, Liturgy again, Mannequin Pussy, OCs, partner spelling or spelling since there's a lot of L's in there TJ Felix Tough Age Vivek Shraya and dozens more do check out www.sledisland.com for all the details Sled Island runs in Calgary from June 21st to June 25th as noted this Wednesday is National Indigenous Peoples Day here in Canada so we'll dig up shortly some music tied to Turtle Island though we start here with Calgary's Miesha and the Spanks. They're also playing their hometown for Sled Island this week, this Friday, June 23rd, with a free show at the Commonwealth in Calgary. Most recent album came out through Mint Records here, not the Mint promoters here in Vancouver. It's called Unconditional Love in a Hi-Fi. And before we get into their song, Dig Me Out, they do their own to address colonialism, white settler uh, privilege, and uh, we'll start off with a short little bit called Nequi Yout. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
I am deeply sorry. Sorry for the ways in which, regrettably, many Christians supported the colonizing mentality of the powers that oppressed the indigenous peoples. The Aboriginal Frontier Society is a culturally safe, peer-designed, non-judgmental place for Aboriginal peoples, their friends and their family in the downtown Eastside. It's an accessible space where Aboriginal folks can experience, learn and participate in traditional Aboriginal culture, teachings and ceremonies as part of their healing journey through life. Right now, they're accepting donations of food and warm clothing. 
which are needed more than ever as residents of the downtown Eastside face the challenges of COVID-19 and winter weather. If you're able to help, you can drop your donation off at 384 Main Street on weekdays between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. That is 384 Main Street. To learn more about the Aboriginal Frontdoor Society and other ways that you can support their work, please visit abfrontdoor.org.
At the time, that band was known as Whoop Joe, and off of the second part of a double album release, part one was known as Kalunat, but this is off of part two, Odamine. We heard Whoop Joe with Whale Songs. Both albums were inspired when the band had a year-long stay in Salouit, Quebec, as they worked with indigenous youth. The band from Guelph is now known as Status Non-Status, reflecting on uh, some of the identity things partly mandated by the government on our indigenous people. And uh, the Guelph Act's most recent release is this year's EP, January 3rd. And Adam Sturgeon has Anishinaabe roots. And as the guitarist and singer from Status Non Status, he recently worked with Daniel Monkman from the Moccasin Gaze Act Zune. And together they are Ombigizi. And they put out a 2022 album sewn back together, which made the shortlist for the Polaris Prize that year. Of course, at some point I have to start keeping an eye on the Polaris Prize shortlist since I think the nominees will be announced the final 10 in July. Anishinaabe ties into the part of Turo Island I'm from, which uh, most of you know is Thunder Bay, but uh, comes in the shadows of the Amemki Waji, where Manabiju rests, as I come from what's known as Anemki Wikidong, part of the Treaty Terry of the Fort William First Nation, signatories of the Robinson Superior Treaty in 1850. Of course, as noted, UBC campus is on unceded Musqueam territory. And it's something we're mindful of as National Indigenous National Indigenous Peoples Day is this Wednesday, June 21st. Which lines up with the middle of summer. And one thing I forgot to back tag is we did profile the Swedish horror film, although it's done by Ariaster, so it'd be more British. We did the Hacks and Cloak, a.k.a. Bobby Curlish's score, and Exploding Him Movies episode 467 from August 2019, so completely missing Midsummer altogether. Behind me, this is Broken Deer, and off the 2013 album Unseen World, this is Whale Bones. Originally from Halifax, spent some time in Montreal, now based in the Yukon, though dormant for quite some time, and Unseen World remains her most recent release. We will get into Whale Rider as part of our profile towards the end of this episode, but from Broken Deer, we go to Beatrice Deer. She's a singer from Kwaktak Nunavik in Quebec, and most recent album came out in 2021. It's called Shifting. This is where you'll find this song. I will look up the translation of the title now as I read it. Here's Beatrice Deer with Suna Uwa.
You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenim-speaking Musqueam people. Hey, this is Kept, and you are currently tuned into Exploding Head Movies, one of my absolute favorite programs on CITRFM Vancouver. Sets of Inuktitut music there. We saw it with Beatrice Deer with Sunauva, which translates from Inuktitut as. Oh, that's how it is. Brilliant. I was not expecting something so casual as part of what was going on there, but then again, that tune kind of identifies with something kind of lightish. And then we heard from Ikaluktutiak. Ran into that totally the wrong way. Kaluk Tuktiak's throat singer Tanya Tagak. From last year's album Tongues, we heard Nuclear. And that'll tie into something listened towards the end of the show. Because everyone's like, you didn't back tag things properly. How are you doing forward tagging? They'll come together somehow. Tagak not only was the subject of a recent documentary called Ever Deadly, which came out last year, she co directed it with Chelsea McMullen. And it talks about. Her music, her life, how fearless she is as she takes what's a traditional Unuk duet slash competition between women into an avant-garde musical force of nature and protest. Ever Deadly is scored by Jesse Zubat, who helped with some of the background music we heard there with Tagak's Nuclear. And the documentary premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival last year. It's now streaming through YouTube and TV Ontario. In the background, this is Michael Nyman, and from his score to the 1993 film The Piano, this is a live version of a concert suite of two cues from The Piano, The Promise and The Heart Asks Pleasure First. Directed written by Jane Campion, with Holly Hunter, Harvey Keitel, and a young Anna Paquin, about a mute Scottish woman who's arranged to be married to a New Zealand frontiersman, played by Sam Neill. She brings her daughter and the titular instrument to shore, 
And it won a Palme d'Or at a con in 1993. Nominated for eight Oscars, won three. Campion for Best Screenplay, Hunter for Best Actress, and then the second youngest actor to win ever an Oscar and a Paquin at the age of 11. We profiled Michael Nyman in the past with films like Ravenous from Exploding Hit Movies episode 526 and then Gattaca in 210 from April 2014. And originally at some point, the New Zealand part of this profile was going to have more Nyman and piano, but at this point I have to save it for another episode. But we got plenty more here from Turtle Island, though. And these two acts recently toured, and perhaps you caught them in town where they were together. Listener discretion is advised here because one of the bands is fucked up. Toronto Hardcore Act, who has their latest album this year's called One Day. And then The Hallucination, formerly A Tribe Called Red, featuring two Ottawa-area DJs representing the Mohawk and Cayuga First Nations. And they've been known to collaborate with various other Indigenous acts within Turtle Island and elsewhere by their electric powwow. Their latest album is 2021's One More Saturday Night. But as part of their touring together, they put out some joint singles. Most recent one came out a couple days ago called John Wayne Was a Nazi. But this one came out a week or two ago. Here's Fucked Up and Hallucination with Electroshock. It's an Electroshock!
The Sweetgrass Clan is a voluntary-based coalition that provides safety, security and essential resources to the most vulnerable members of the downtown Eastside community. In addition to providing food and safety, the Sweetgrass Clan also connects people with advocates for housing, mental health counseling and drug and alcohol detox. The Sweetgrass Clan is always looking for new volunteers to support the downtown Eastside community and are able to offer volunteers grocery gift cards and bus tickets as honorariums. If you would like to offer your volunteer support to the Sweetgrass Clan, you can reach out via email at abfrontdoor.org or visit abfrontdoor.org.
You might be familiar with the original version of that from the 70s, New Wave Met Disco. But, as we heard, we heard it in Nook to Cover. Elisa P. with her version of Blondie's Heart of Glass. Umamati Atanarisamat. And it's part of a release series of singles for a forthcoming album in September called Inuktitut, where she takes 10 songs near and dear to her, pop hits ranging from the 60s and 90s, and translates them into Inuktitut. Most recent album, otherwise, the 2018's The Battle of the Runaway Girl. Another single coming out towards Inuktitut is a cover of Cindy Lauper. From what I can tell, I see some Metallica, Fleetwood Mac, Queen... Pink Floyd should be a fascinating album once it comes out. You can see some Leonard Cohen there and then some glam. So put that on your radar. Elisa P.A. Behind me, this is Timony with North Shore Party. And this can be found on her most recent album last year's Hawaii. Taimane is a Honolulu ukulele virtuoso and composer. And Hawaiian... Is related to Maori since they're both Polynesian. The Maori are part of that, and uh, they're known for their travels down to what we know as New Zealand. And I'll get into their Maori names. And they've been there for about a thousand years, and they've been quite active in music. Although I'll tell you, when I visited New Zealand in 2006, finding Maori music was hard. But then again, it could be tied to the stores I tried going to. But the various traditional forms of music they have are waiata, which is a mix of lullabies, love songs, and laments, either solo or then group sung in unison or octaves. They have motiatia, featuring microtonal chants based on a single melodic line. Not quite like a tahaka, but sort of that kind of idea. And then what you associate with the marae in the pafiris, which is this formal ceremonial calls known as the karanga. But pop music kicked in upon the adoption of guitars and other European or Pakeha instruments. And uh, similar to Canadian content rules, in New Zealand radio, there's a mandate that the Maori language was considered a treasure, or what they call a taonga. So Maori culture ended up on air on Kiwi radio stations. And some of the biggest hits that you will not hear, but you should definitely dig them up, are A Ipo by Prince Tuitaka, Poi E by the Patea Maori Club, and The Bridge by Diane Waratini. So whittling this list was hard, as I found what I thought initially was going to be a complicated selection of Maori music, but we do have some stuff here. And uh, next couple sets. Is this one set, two set? This is a single set. Plenty of choices, although I had to ditch all the nine-minute songs. Fair warning, you're going to get a nine-minute song from a non-human soon enough. Anyways. We're going to go to Australia first, and it's Jen Cloher. Uh, she's from Adelaide, but her roots are from the Ngapuki and Ngatikahu in the North Island of New Zealand. And that is what we associate with the name Aotearoa, because the South Island only actually got a name recently, which is Te Waipaunamu. So the full name of a New Zealand, if it were to rename itself, according to Maori tradition, would be the Aotearoa Ite. Why Pau Namu? 
and perhaps somebody can do it in a clearer fashion as opposed to someone who's been reading this and practicing pronunciations and then going on here. Anyways, Jen Cloher, they were a former partner of Courtney Barnett and actually was part of the Barnett band for a while until they broke up in 2018. But Cloher's most recent album came out this year. It's called I Am The River, The River Is Me, and it's the first, first album by them with both English and Tereo Maori. And this song translates as love received, demands love returned, and it's one of the adages that you hear in Maori culture. So here's Jen Cloher with Aroha Mai, Aroha Atu. It's like a rash, a rash in the summer sun, crawling up your back. And baby, calm down, baby, calm down. What do you see? Blood on your hands that you can't wash clean. In so deep that you couldn't even see. 
discover Noreen Braun's album, Songs for Trees, dedicated to the forests and the spirits within the trees. As we fight climate change, trees are the lungs of the planet and we need to help them. Her jazz and blues are blended with rock and synthesized pop elements to create a textured and ambient soundtrack to nature. Songs for Trees is a narrative with each song guiding us through a journey through the forest. A trip, literally and metaphorically, about the interconnectedness of all things. The Vancouver Sun names it one of five albums you need to hear. Find out more at noreenbraun.com. Hmm, okay, let's see here. Blend equal parts science and stories. Add a few shakes of music and soundscape and wrap it all up in a big question. How can we see this more than human world in a new light and take part in shaping a healthy Anthropocene? Catch future ecologies every Sunday at 8 a.m. on CITR. This is Bijou Noir, and you're listening to Exploding Head Movies on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. From Wellington, New Zealand, that was Tararua, and off of the 2021 album Bird Like Men, we heard Picky Picky, which translates from Tarua Maori as 
climb or climbing. Tarua, sorry, Tarua features Maori and Pakiha membership. And if you're curious, Pakiha is the Maori term for Kiwis of primarily European descent. So we had Ruby Sali on cello, Ariana Tikao on vocals. Sali also helped out with vocals too. Phil Boniface on double bass, and then Alistair Fraser on Nga Tawanga Puoro. And then Sully and Tikau also did that. And by Tawanga Puoro, those are Maori traditional instruments, referred to as part of a revival in modern classical music. I'll talk a bit more about Tawanga Puoro shortly. But I'll also tell you first off, the latest Tarua, Tarua album is this year's Hula and Magpie album. Then, in the background, from Toronto, this is Castle Lift off last year's album, From the Sea. This is Whale Watching. And since we do have some time here, let's talk about some of the soundtracks that are available for purchase, download, or streaming this week. And do note, a good many of these may be out already, so do check wherever you find your music online or then your favorite record store. This list comes from the websites filmmusicreporter.com and soundtrack.net. And hopefully I don't keep putting my foot in my mouth here. As new releases go, Carter Burwell's score to Catch a Killer is coming out through Film Tracks. Extraction 2 is scored by Alex Belcher and Henry Jackman. That's coming out through Netflix Music. The animated film Hilda and Mountain King music for that is composed by Ryan Carlson. That's coming out through Madison Gate. Christoph Beck provides the music to Nimona. That's coming out through Netflix Music. Michael Dana and Jessica Rose Weiss provide the music to No Hard Feelings. That's also coming out through Madison Gate Records. The miniseries Steel Town Murders is scored by Sarah Warren. That's coming out through Silver Screen. And then Yellow Jackets, Blood Hive 2. Scored by Anna Warunker. And Craig Redrin, that's coming out through Lakeshore Records. On the re-release front, one to make note of here, although it's tied to a recent release, there's a vinyl version of the soundtrack to the TV series Grease, a sequel to a sequel of sorts, Rise of the Pink Ladies, that's coming out through Capitol Records. Thankfully, the list this week is short in contrast to last week, but still, those are merely some of your anticipated soundtrack releases for this week. We'll get into the score of the 2002 film Whale Rider now. The film was directed by Nikki Caro, who also wrote the screenplay adapted from Wuti Ihimara's 1987 novel of the same name. It's a story of a 12-year-old Maori girl who wants to be the chief of her tribe, or as it's known in New Zealand, it's an iwi. But her koro, which is a grandparent, believes the role is only for men, so she acts in secret. The score is done by Lisa Gerard, best known for her solo work and then the gloriously Baroque music from Dead Can Dance. As recent releases go, her solo was 2014's Twilight Kingdom. She did collaborate with the Genesis Orchestra for a version of Goretzky's Symphony No. 3 and then the Jules Maxwell in 22-1 on the album Burn, who profiled Lisa Gerard in the past. The music that she did with Hans Zimmer for Gladiator. That's from Exploding Head Movies, episode 529, from October 2020. For the scale, for the score of Whale Rider, 
Gerard definitely leverages the Taonga Puaro throughout. So you'll have wind instruments like the Kowawau, Unguru, Rehu, Pumotomoto, the Puturino, and the Poruto, and then trumpets like the Pukaia, Putatara, whirled instruments. So, I mean, you spin them around, you whirl them around. Hence why I try to pronounce whale with H at the beginning, although I associate that with hanging out with British folks. But anyways, whirled instruments like the Puarehua, and the poi a fio fio, and then the percussive pahu ponamu, with its mix of wood, jade, and whalebone. We're going to actually hear Keisha Castle Hughes, who portrays the 12 year old Maori girl in the film throughout some of the cues here. So you're going to hear some Maori throughout, and we'll definitely hear it in this track. And at the end, a main village helps out here, but from the score to Whale Rider, which was issued as a soundtrack in 2003 as one word instead of two through four AD. Here's Lisa Gerard along with Keisha Castle-Hughes with the Paikia legend.
From the score to Whale Rider, we heard Lisa Gerard first off with the Pikea Legend, featuring narration by Keisha Castle Hughes. Then we heard Ancestors, before the vocals slowly picked up a bit with the plaintive Pie Calls the Whales, featuring Keisha Castle Hughes again. And we closed with an excerpt from Go Forward. And joining Gerard and Castle Hughes are the people of Ngati Kondi. Parafangara. Quick tip about New Zealand pronunciations. WH is usually an F sound, although it makes Whale Rider look like Fail Rider as a result, which just confuses things. But then again, my full name features two different types of R's, which is really confusing to pronounce. But anyways, just roll with what you have. Whale Rider was nominated for one Oscar, and that was Keisha Castle-Hughes for Best Actress. And... This is in contrast to Best Supporting Actress, which we talked about with Anna Paquin with another New Zealand film. Castle Hughes was 13 when she was nominated, although she was subsequently then beat by Kvenjane Wallace for the film Beasts of the Southern Wild when she was nine years old. But Whale Rider won the Toronto National Film Festival's People's Choice Award in 2002. At Sundance in 2003, it won the World Cinema Audience Award. It's a great film, especially if this is a way to be exposed to Maori culture. You think about films like Once Were Warriors, and that also helps out. As for Lisa Gerard, most recent work, well, she provided additional music to the rhythm section in The Water Diviner. She provided vocals for songs and films like Jane Got a Gun, Deepwater, The Real Story, Man of God, and then TV series like Tales by Light in Hollywood and Vienna. She's doing some upcoming work to help out with the score to Down by the Water. And we have some more New Zealand music here. From Tamaki Makurao, otherwise known as Auckland, this is The Circling Sun. And off this, year, this year's album, Spirits. This is Spirits Part 2. Featuring jazz musicians, crate diggers, producers, and DJs for what is an ever-mutating musical collective. The Maori of New Zealand have certain benefits. They have a specific party that runs in their parliament. But similar, sadly, to a lot of other indigenous populations, there's a high percentage of how many are in prisons, poverty, and other racist aspects that happen to them. But in many ways, the Maori culture shines brightly as a sign of what indigenous peoples can be respected for. Now, since we're talking about Whale Rider, this came up in the news recently, so it'd be remiss not to share, but how about some actual whale song here? Because it ties into the life of the Dr. Roger Payne, American biologist and environmentalist. Initially studied echolocation in bats and then auditory localization in owls, so definitely how animals perceive sound and listen. He has Bachelor of Arts at Harvard, he has PhD at Cornell, and he later moved to studying whales, particularly the male humpback songs. And he met a naval engineer who was recording underwater sounds, primarily to listen for Russian submarines. But by accident, ended up recording the beautiful, majestic whale songs. This eventually spawned the 1970 album Songs of the Humpback Whale, which I'll talk about more about shortly. But amongst other work and inspiration, this nine-minute audio documentary appeared in the January 1979 edition of the magazine National Geographic, back when it was more nerdy, 
And this actually appeared in the magazine as a six-inch flexi-disc. I definitely remember having a copy at home, but it disappeared before my parents downsized their house, and they tossed their entire collection of the Yellow Border magazine. But thankfully, there are online archives with it, and they sound honestly way better than what I had, because, of course, as a kid with a turntable, care was out the window. There's still some scratch here for sure, but it's a better copy. From 1979, National Geographic, here's Roger Payne with Songs of a Humpback Whale, and it'll explain a little bit about how whale song works. sounds made by humpback whales as they pass near Bermuda in the spring. They were recorded through a hydrophone, which is a kind of underwater microphone. The water is very deep and the sounds are echoing off the undersurfaces of waves and from the submarine canyons and ridges on the island slope. If you listened for a long time, you would hear that the sounds are organized into definite repeating patterns. So we call them songs just as we refer to bird songs or frog songs. Unlike bird songs, humpback songs are very long, six to 30 minutes, and are strung together without pauses between them. They are probably the longest, loudest, and slowest songs in nature. A good way to hear the patterned structure of humpback songs is to speed them up to birdsong speeds. This song is sped up 14 times. It's the only speed change on this record. part of the same song played at its natural speed and pitch, just the way other whales hear it. All the sounds are made by one whale, both the high squeaky tones and the low rumbly ones. Humpback whales are not only singers, but also irrepressible composers. 
They may be the only animal besides man for which this is true. All the whales in an area are constantly changing their shared song in little ways. Every week the song gets a few new touches, and after a few years the old song has been entirely replaced and everyone is singing a new song. Here's a song recorded five years after the one we just heard. sing near many other tropical islands, and one of these is Hawaii. The songs are different from those in Bermuda, but they have the same form. This is a Hawaiian humpback song. Because this whale was in shallower water, the booming echoes of the deep are less apparent. schools of their tiny prey, such as krill, in underwater nets made of air bubbles, which they release while encircling the school. The strange steam engine sound is the whale spinning its bubble net, followed by the burble of rising bubbles, and finally the net spinners spouting breath at the surface. nights I have ever spent at sea was on April 13, 1970. It wasn't calm, and our little boat bowed and dipped and turned among the high waves left over from a storm. But the whales deep inside those same waves were aloof to all the turmoil at the surface, and their sounds were peaceful and serene. The recording you will now hear was carried on board a Voyager spacecraft into outer space. The reason for including such a strange message one of many greetings from Earth, is that there is a remote chance, sometime within the next 1.2 billion years, the expected lifetime of the spacecraft, that some other spacefaring civilization may find this bottle tossed into the cosmic ocean and decode its message from Earth. That idea stops my heart. The songs of whales, so long confined within the vaults of the sea, have in the span of just 20 years burst through its surface flowed over the land, conquered the hearts of their age-old enemy, man, and are now bound on a 1.2 billion year journey that will spread them throughout the galaxy.
Yes, it is what the whales are listening to. From 1979, of a six-inch flexi-disc included in National Geographic magazine. We had Roger Payne there narrating the songs of the humpback whale. Payne worked with a couple other folks to put out the 1970 album Songs of the Humpback Whale, and it became the best-selling nature album of all time. And it helped build the Save the Whales movement because no one had really heard any of the songs before. And in a few years' time, it led to the global ban on whaling. Though there were some rogue operations by some countries in the name of research. But there were also permitted ancestral hunts by various indigenous teams. Roger Payne died on June 10th this year at the age of 88. Someone who definitely enlightened us with what other creatures are singing to us. That's going to be it for Exploding Hand Movies for this week. Coming up in a few minutes, it's the Jazz Show with Gavin Walker. And he will guide you to around midnight or so. Therefore, stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your Monday evening. If you missed any of this week's episode, please visit the Exploding Hit Movies show page at www.citr.ca. You can see track listings and downloads for this episode along with past ones going back nine years. And if you're creative with your search terms, you can find some of the other rogue ones. Part of it is just website was redone a couple times. Things broke. Nature of the Beast. Exploding Hit Movies podcast is on Apple Music, Spotify, iHeart, Deezer, Geosaven, Stitcher, Spreaker. Exploding Hit Movies is on Facebook under its given name. On Instagram, it is Myopic Man. On Mastodon, it's 100air at mass.to. But you can email anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. So as promised, next week, since we'll be the prime part of the Vancouver International Jazz Festival, we'll dig, some up, we'll dig up some of the acts that are playing throughout. And then a profile that was promised recently, Barry White, and the soundtrack for Together Brothers. Then a long weekend looms, and I'm on the road again, so it'll be the 12th all-ambient episode, though less with a synthesizer sheen. In the background, this is the Composers Collective Big Band, and off this year's album, The Toronto Project, this is Non Sequitur. I'm not even going to list all the players on it, because this is past a dozen, but some quality stuff there. And we'll close with one more jazz festival act. Spoiler alert, it's not the Composers Collective Big Band, but it was alluded to twice. As part of the opening weekend, it's the Sun Ra Orchestra. They're playing a sold-out show at the Performance Works on Saturday, June 24th at 7.30 p.m. Sonra left this planet to return home to Saturn back in 93, but his avant-jazz band soldiers on. It's a 13-piece bit. And this track has been covered in the past by various acts, including multiple versions by Yola Tango. It also gives inspiration and title to a new Red Hot compilation called Red Hot and Raw nuclear war with acts like the irreversible entanglements georgia ann muldrow angel bat david and the malcolm Jane trio all in tribute the first of a few for sunra this originally came out as a 1982 single and it appears on the compilation freedom rhythm and sound revolutionary jazz and the civil rights movement 1963 to 1982 so this covers the tail end of that chronology. Here's Sun Ra in his Outer Space Orchestra with Nuclear War. And yeah, you better watch out when they push that button. You have been listening to Exploding Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM. 
Please remember to keep calm, be kind, and stay safe. There's still a pandemic out there. Of course, now we have to watch out for forest fires, pestilence, and other things. But just remember, be good to each other. And I'll see you in seven days. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. Kiss your hand.